Over the years in business, we hear this term niching, and it is often talked about among many of my coaches that I've had over the years and how important it is to niche. So today, my guest is an expert in this area, and we're going to talk about niching up and how it can help your business as an entrepreneur, as a small business owner. And I think it's an important conversation to have because many times when we talk about niching, we have a tendency to think that we're missing out on potential customers. But I have a feeling my guest today is going to tell us that it is the, probably the most profitable thing you can do for your business. So let's get started. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Maximize Your Brand podcast. Always excited that you are with me each and every week. And this week is no different. I am so excited to have our guest today because we're going to be talking about a topic that I think many entrepreneurs, many small business owners have a tendency to kind of shy away from this conversation around niching. I know in some of the coaching spaces, it has a tendency to be a druther for clients to talk about specifically who their target market is and how they will niche down in their business so that they can actually be more profitable. And so this should be a great conversation. My guest today is Mr. Chris Dreyer. Chris's journey in legal marketing has been a sage to say the least. A world-ranked collectible card game player in his youth, Chris began his grown-up career with a history education degree and landed a job out of college as a detention room supervisor. The surplus of free time in that job allowed him to develop a side hustle in affiliate marketing, where at his apex, he has managed over 100 affiliate sites simultaneously, allowing him to turn his side gig into full time. And, you know, that's what I'm all about, teaching you how to turn your expertise and your knowledge into full-time income so they won't replace your corporate job. And so this is going to be a great conversation with Chris. Today, Chris is the CEO and founder of Rankings.io, an SEO agency specializing in elite personal injury law firms and 5X consecutive member of the Inc. 5000. So this is going to be a great guest, and so we're going to go ahead and bring him in. What's going on, Chris? Thank you for joining me for the Maximizer Brand Podcast. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for the great intro. Awesome. Well, I always like to do a brief intro at the beginning, but I also like to give my guests time to introduce themselves and let us 
know how you show up in the world, so take it away. I went to college. I didn't know what I wanted to do. Mom and dad wanted me to go to college to get a degree. I told them that, hey, I would go, but I was going to own my own business at some point. I kind of fell through college, somehow got a degree, and I found myself at a high school as a JV basketball coach, detention room supervisor. I got that entrepreneur bug, started that side hustle doing the affiliate marketing, and next thing you know, now I'm an agency owner, and there's a lot of ups and downs in between to where um, that took place to get me to that point, but that's kind of the the quick and dirty version of of my background. Nice, nice, nice. Well, in your bio, you know, you talked about uh, affiliate marketing and uh, how it helps you to replace your income. And, you know, I love to have that conversation because I work with, I like to say, Gen X corporate professionals who have a desire to transition their knowledge and expertise uh, into a personal brand online style business that really can help them to replace that corporate job income. And so talk a little bit about you know, your affiliate market experience and what it felt like to be able to replace your income doing something as passive as affiliate marketing? Really good question. I had all this free time in the detention room and there was only so much surf on the web that I could do looking at sports and I wanted to make it more productive. So I found this course called Ed Dale's 30 day challenge to make your first $10 with affiliate marketing. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know what affiliate marketing was. And at the end of that course, I think I made like 20 bucks. Okay. It gave me the knowledge, the vocabulary to pursue learning that mm-hmm. and to, to kind of dive in. Back in the day, there wasn't the abundance of courses and educational material that there is now on like YouTube right. and Udemy and what have you. There was literally a guy, one course, and in a forum called the Warrior Forum where you went and talked to other people trying to experiment and learn this. So... Mm-hmm. One of the things that I underestimated the importance of what I did early on was my first site that I made was loseadoublechin.com. <laughs> and I I ranked number one for double chin for three or four years. And out of the gate, I niched. Mm. I knew that weight loss and health, it was just too abundant, too big, too saturated that I needed, knew, I needed to narrow in. And it had a tremendous benefit. And I kind of underestimated how much of a benefit it had. And then the next, let's say, 40 websites I made were super broad and didn't have the success of that first one. Okay. And that's really how I got into the game. And by the end of my second year teaching, I was making about four times the amount through affiliate marketing that I was teaching. It was just a very clear decision and easy transition to this world of digital marketing. Yeah. Why do you think it's so difficult for people to grab hold of the concept of affiliate market? Because we often, you know, hear people say it's just too good to be true. You can't make money just by sharing products or services with people. And, you know, there's no way that this really works. This is a scam. What, what do you think it is with people and affiliate marketing? I think it's naturally kind of taboo. I don't know. We've been conditioned. When anyone, we've all had that friend that gets that, that pyramid scheme job where they're inviting you to a Panera or somewhere for lunch. They're trying to get you to become a buyer of their products to resell. 
Right. It's just not what affiliate marketing is. It's it's taking an existing product that has product market fit that is in demand and mm-hmm. you're you're marketing it for a cut. And yeah. they've got a lot of parameters on what you can and can't do. And especially Amazon, Amazon, there's you know, hundreds of thousands of products that you can sell and, and, yes. and create expertise on. And it's the easiest way to start something. It's it's selling somebody else's things versus creating your own. And the the thing that I liked about it compared to my teaching position or career path, Mm -hmm. I could be the best teacher in the world and I'm going to get my 3% raise, my 4% raise. This is capped. It didn't matter how good I performed or how great, uh, how much of an impact I had on these kids' lives. I was very fulfilling, but from a financial standpoint, I was capped. The affiliate marketing, if I hustled I did different things to market these products. There was no ceiling. So the, the sky was the limit, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. That's good. Yeah. I love the concept. I have I've been diving deep more into affiliate marketing. I, one year, I think it was last year, 2022, I did about, you know, six, $7,000 in affiliate marketing. And it was just an opportunity for me to see it work. Right. And so now I am wanting to go a little bit more deeper. And so I am uh, starting a new blog to be able to kind of share my experience with certain uh, products and, you know, just share different things. And so I'm taking people on my journey of creating passive income and I'm starting with blogging. I recently became an Amazon influencer, so I'll be doing that as well. And so just kind of taking that journey. So, yeah, thanks for sharing. Yeah. Yeah, the thing that I love is is like you said, you could do it about your passion, like whatever yeah. you're interested in, in brand building, and there's there's something for everyone. Yeah. Well, today's topic, we're going to talk a little bit about niching up and how it can help your business. And so, my first question for you today is, you know, when should a business consider niching? Ooh, good question. It's going to be different for everyone. I tell every, most coaches and mentors will, will tell you out of the gate to, to niche. And, and I actually think that's a little bit, in retrospect, it's not the best advice. Mm. You need to have these experiences to understand where, where you have a passion, where you have a purpose and where you can generate a profit. Okay. You can pick a niche and if it can't generate a profit, it's not going it, to, it's a hobby. It, it's, it's not an income generating opportunity. Okay. And you can pick something that generates profit, but if you don't have passion for it, it may be a little bit harder to get out of bed or, or set those hours when you, when you really need to roll up the, st- the sleeves and get to work. And so I actually think you need to have these experiences. There was this store, there's this book called range by David Epstein. Mm-hmm. And he gave this story about Nadal, the, the famous tennis tennis player. And they said his parents put him in all kinds of sports and he found that he really thrived and was great at tennis okay. and he has this you know, exceptional career. But imagine if his parents just stuck him in basketball, we, we don't know how exceptional he would have been. Probably wouldn't have his, his skill and his passion was in tennis. So that's kind of why I think you need to have these experiences before you choose niching out of the gate. Nice. Nice. And so when you say, niche what do you mean by niche it's it's veiled for focus it's just focus 
primarily creating an expertise around a topic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, are there any pros and cons to niching? Like, what are the best reasons why a business should niche? And then what are some of the cons to niching? Some of the pros are you stand out mm-hmm. in a crowded marketplace. You can create your own blue ocean. You can productize things, which makes you more efficient. You can eliminate waste, which means that help that helps for uh, profitability. There are, you know, where your customer hangs out and congregates. You can you can target them. You can throw paint directly at them as as opposed to just spraying paint everywhere and throwing it against the wall and hoping mm-hmm. that something sticks. There's a perception of expertise which allows you to charge higher fees. Mm -hmm. You can also speak to one avatar, which helps you with your copywriting, your psychology, um, all these components. There's, There's many, many more benefits. A lot of it comes down to making you more profitable. Right. When you raise your fees, you improve your utilization. All these things are helping your profitability. When you're maximizing your spend for advertising, it's profit, profit, profit. Now, the cons, the biggest con that everyone immediately thinks of is a smaller TAM, a smaller total addressable market. Right. I'll give myself as an example. I market to personal injury law firms. There's around 50,000 of those law firms in the United States. Mm-hmm. However, there's 450,000 law firms in the United States. So if I went to all lawyers instead of just PI, my TAM would increase by 9x. So it is a very real con. The caveat that I give people is oftentimes when individuals target a large TAM, they don't have, they're either undercapitalized, they don't have enough capital to stand out in a very crowded space, or they don't have a unique brand or selling proposition that stands out. Right. If you, and again, I'm going to use myself and my expertise is a in my space as an example but if you turn on daytime television and you see personal injury attorneys and you see the injured call so and so hurt call so and so they all kind of blend together they're not memorable you have to see them a tremendous amount of times before you ever remember who they are right versus jim adler the texas hammer and an older gentleman charging at a semi-truck with a sledgehammer and those types of individuals, they, they just stand out. They're different. Well, they have a different message. So I kind of went around the rabbit hole, but a con is, is, is definitely the TAM. Another con is industry risk. We just saw it during COVID. If you were a restaurant and didn't adapt to DoorDash and things like that, you're in trouble. If you were a cruise line operator, you're in trouble if that was your niche. Yeah. Yeah. Now there's, there's, um, other things like effort. So here's a big one. So in Alex Hermosi's book, hundred million dollar offers, he talks about the value equation. And one of the things that makes you more valuable is a decreasing the effort and sacrifice on the consumer. Okay. Make it easier the leap, that's why a done for you product is better than typically than a do it yourself is because it's done for you. It's easy. It's why 
liposuction is so much more valuable than uh, getting a personal trainer. I mean, that's a lot of work. <laughs> the a lot of times when you niche, you one disadvantage is sometimes you can make it harder for the consumer. Again, I'll use just myself as or I'll, I'll use a bigger example. How about this? There's a reason why Walmart now sells groceries. Mm. There are you're already in the store. Let me get the groceries too. The consumer's already there. Let me let me do that. It makes it easier on them as opposed to having to go into two stores. So for me, if I'm just selling digital marketing, but they also need traditional advertising, it's they got to go have a second point of contact. So that's one of the downsides of niching is sometimes you you focus too much or you eliminate too much and you make it harder for the consumer to work with you. Okay. There's one more big con and it is, it, it's niching lends itself to productization and repeatability. And there's not as much varying. There's not as much of that blank canvas. Every, oh, here's a new crazy project I'm going to work on and here's the next thing I'm going to do this. There's not as much as that. It's, it's very um, consistent. There's a lot more productization in the niching. So all those are the pros and cons. And and it's going to vary. It's going to be dependent upon the person on if it's right for them. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes it is, though. Yeah, that's good. And so when thinking about niching, how do I determine the direction I should be niching in, Right. I have my business. I know who potentially my target market is, but how do I niche more down in that particular target market? Like you said, you could have did this broad array of lawyers, but you dug a little bit deeper and niched into specific type of lawyers. So how do I really help myself determine the direction I should niche? Data. It's not sexy. It's data. I was in the legal vertical and I analyzed my customer base and I found that 70% of my revenue is less than 40% of my clientele. Mm. Very easy decision for me to niche. So, and that, again, if you, you have a, a client mix that's in a varying industries and then there's no concentration, maybe niching isn't for you if you're growing and, and you haven't ran any of these issues. But a lot of us will typically see a concentration in an area or you'll have more profitability in a certain area and it, and it may just create the, the opportunity to niche kind of naturally. Yeah. Yeah. So this is good. This is a good conversation. And I have a few more questions around, you know, how niching can, can help a small business, especially when it comes to today's type of marketing. And so we'll take a quick commercial break and then we'll come back and ask, Chris, some more questions around, you know, how it can be beneficial for you to niche a little bit down more so they can help you with your marketing, because I think that's important that your marketing is on point um, because you're clear on who your target market is. So we'll be right back right after this commercial break. Hey, just popping in real quick to say two things. Thank you for listening to the Maximize Your Brand podcast each and every week. And number two, I want to let you know that I am offering a brand new program called Laser Coaching with Markeith Braden. I know you have dreams. I know you have aspirations and things that you want to do. And sometimes you just need a little bit of accountability 
to get you moving in the direction that you desire to go in. I can remember back in 2014, when I first got laid off my job, I had a decision to make. Was I going to pursue my dream or was I going to go back to the nine to five rat race that I just did not enjoy? And the only thing that really helped me to make that decision was that I invested in myself and got coaching. And that coaching was tremendous in my making the decision to keep going and pursuing my entrepreneurial dream of becoming a professional speaker and a digital personal brand coach. And today I want to make that same offered opportunity to you that if you're ready to move to your next level, if you're ready to learn how to leverage your personal brand for a business, then this opportunity is great for you. Laser Coaching with Marquis Braden. It's a three-month time frame where you get up to 15 to 30 minutes unlimited laser coaching. But there is one caveat. You have to make sure that you finish the homework from each coaching session before you schedule a new one. And once again, it is for a 90-day time frame and it's unlimited coaching, 15 to 30 minutes. You can schedule as many as you want as long as you do your homework in between the sessions before you schedule your next session. So if you are interested in laser coaching and this offer, I want you to go to markeithbrayton.com forward slash laser coaching. That's markeithbrayton.com forward slash laser coaching. And let's move you in the direction that you want to move in because sometimes you just need a little bit of accountability to help you along the way. I look forward to seeing you signing up for Laser Coaching with Marquise Braden. All right, welcome back. We are here talking with Chris Dreyer, who is talking about niching up and how it can help your business. And we just got finished talking about the importance of niching, some pros and cons of niching. But Chris, my question now is when it comes to niching, what do you see as the the greatest opportunity uh, for niching when it comes to your bottom line? Ooh. The greatest thing is you're speaking to the actual, you're speaking more directly to your target buyer. Mm-hmm. And it allows you to build trust and be perceived as an expert, which can help you charge more fees and help your conversions. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's speaking to them specifically in specifics. It's not, hey, I'm going to grow your business. Hey, I'm going to help you sign more cases. Okay. Hey, I'm not going to help you sign more cases. I'm going to help you sign more auto accident cases. Mm-hmm. The specifics really help. The other thing that I'll tell you is when we think, uh, when someone declares a niche, you automatically think they're an expert without knowing their background. Okay. So there's a perceived expertise. I can give you the easiest example is we got a general practice doctor and we got a brain surgeon. Yep. Who would you rather have to do brain surgery? <laughs> brain surgeon, right? Yeah. But that brain surgeon has had that someone's always their first brain surgery. Mm-hmm. 
But just because they declared that, they they went through, they had the mentoring, you think they're the expert to help you. And so there's this perception of expertise um, instead, of, instead of actual. Now, the thing is, is when we do focus and we put 10,000 hours in a, in a specific area, you actually become an expert. So it naturally lends itself to expertise. But in the beginning, uh, it's just perception. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Now, when it comes to your marketing and messaging, how does niching help a small business owner or entrepreneur really uh, help them with their marketing and messaging? It's again, it's a specific. So imagine you're on Facebook and you're scrolling through the feed and you say, hey, personal injury attorneys, like, oh, wait, I'm a personal injury attorney. Let me check this ad out versus like a general ad. It's, uh, it allows you to stand out. The other thing is too, you know where they congregate. Mm-hmm. I know my core audience. They're still on Facebook. I know Facebook's a little, I know we got Instagram, we got TikTok and these different channels, but my core demo is still on Facebook. Wow. So I'll, I'll maximize my spin and get in front of greater a greater audience there than maybe Twitter. Twitter, hey, you know, if I was SaaS, if I was a SaaS marketer, I would be rocking Twitter. We're trying to raise some capital, but my audience isn't really there. Yeah. Niching, niching in so it can help your messaging. It can help your marketing. It can help you really target in and hone in on the area, uh, the area within the area, right? You could have a broad area or you can have a more direct niche down specific customer or client. One of the things that is interesting is people's hesitation to niching down because they feel like that they are uh, maybe leaving people out as potential customers. Can you speak to this idea or philosophy of losing money when most often than not niching helps you to gain money. And it doesn't mean you can't work with certain individuals, but people really need to know that you're speaking to them. I was on a coaching call the other day and we're going through this process of really identifying our purpose statement. And part of the formula is who is the real person? What's their real problem? And what's your real solution? Well, without really niching down, you can't really answer those questions. Real people, real problem, real solution. So what do you feel like, how do we overcome the hesitation of wanting to exclude people when it comes to niching down? So let's be clear. I think I think when you do niche and you do declare, there is a little bit of fear. I, I equate it to stepping off that cliff, right? It's... It's you got to take those leaps to to grow your business, and, and you got to take risks and 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 try different things. And there's a lot of different statements here. If you, and it's one of the reasons why they named the book "Niching Up" and not "Niching Down." I think niching down lends itself to more of a scarcity mindset. When niching mm-hmm. up, it lends itself to more opportunities. So we all want referrals. Referrals are the greatest, right? They lend, they bring with them trust, and it's a great. They're they're cheaper leads, and but the best way to get referrals is to give a referral. So when you say no, 
and you send it to these people in your industry, they're going to immediately think of you. Or when there's an opportunity, hey, Chris sends me referrals. I need to send him a referral. He's going to stop sending them to me. I need to help him out with his marketing. I need to do something. I need to be an advocate because he sends me business. That's good. And so when you're sending out this business, it, the world has a funny way of working. I'm, I'm an optimist. It's, it's that reciprocity. The best way to get it in return is to give. And so when you're saying no, and it also lends itself to credibility. If someone comes to you and you're like, look, I do this. I'm the best in the world. But you know what? Honestly, maybe this service, maybe TV advertising, you'd be better fit with this guy. Mm -hmm. How much trust did that person that I just turned down, how much do they have for me now? I mean, tremendous amount. I think that those, those are the things that lend themselves and kind of break through that fear mindset. And, and remember, niching doesn't mean you have to say no, just like what you said. It gives you optionality. If you can truly help that prospect and maybe they're not, they're not directly aligned to what you're advertising for, it doesn't mean you have to say no. It gives you right. an option to say no. Niching yeah. gives you options. That's what we should remember from today's episode, that niching gives you options. And here's the thing, that if you chose a niche that may not work, you get to pivot and choose another niche. And you may have to choose multiple ones until you come across one that is really working for you. Absolutely. And I, I want to piggyback on that really quickly. Earlier, we talked about one of the industry risks, right? COVID in the restaurants. Mm -hmm. But I can give a pro on all of these. Let's say I was the restaurant marketing professional. If I was in that space, I'd be one of the first people to identify DoorDash and Grubhub. <laughs> if I wasn't in the space, maybe it'd have been a little bit slower. Maybe it would have took me longer to understand that's that's an opportunity. Yeah. So it, it it allows you to focus and give expertise to truly help your client. Awesome. 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 Well, our time goes by so fast, but this was a great uh introduction to why you should be niching up in your business and how it can help you. But before we go, Chris, I'd love for you to share how people can uh, get in contact with you, learn more about you, and then also leave us with an encouraging word to kind of help us light a fire and say, hey, get to niching down so that you can create a more profitable business. Oh, geez. So to get in touch with me, the, the best way is on LinkedIn. I'm very active. That's the my most active social media network. It's Chris Dreyer. Dreyer's D-R-E-Y-E-R. -E -E you can get my book over here on Amazon, Niching Up, The Narrower the Market, The Bigger the Prize. And encouraging word to niche. Niching allows you to create more value. By being a person of value, it allows you to generate profit. By being more of more value, it allows you to generate profit. So good, so good. Well, Chris, thank you for joining me today. We'll be sure to connect your links in the description of the podcast today. But this is great, great information. 
uh, encouraging for me so that I can, you know, niche a little bit more. Um, one of the things that I did do, I felt like I was talking to a more of a broader audience, but I did become more specific around who I truly feel like I'm called to work with. And that is Gen X career professionals, because I know that I come out of that generation and we have some things that we were taught that in 2023 is, uh, really giving us opportunity to say, maybe I don't have to keep this nine to five until I'm 70. You know, maybe I can create my own security now. And many of us are experts and have knowledge that we can leverage in this online space to create a, a business that can replace that corporate income and more. But we have to take the step. And so I believe that I can help Gen X career professionals who are ready to take that step and replace that corporate income with their knowledge and expertise online, whether that be with as a speaker, coach, or consultant. So I am niching down more to speak to that one audience and hopefully they'll Love be able it. to connect with that message. So thank you for joining me today. And I look forward to uh, learning more about you myself as I uh, check out some of your online work. So Thanks. If you have not subscribed to the podcast, all you have to do is go to your favorite podcast app and look for us on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, or whichever way you like to get your podcast and search Maximize Your Brand with Mark Heath Brayton. Speaking of Gen X career professionals, hey, grab your free Shift Your Brand checklist. All you have to do is go text one 5632 the word maximize. Text maximize to one 5632 and grab your free Shift Your Brand checklist and we'll be able to send that to you quickly. But until next time, I always enjoy sharing these valuable content-driven podcast episodes so that you can move your business forward, you move your brand forward, and create the life that you crave. So until next time, just remember this, always shoot for the top because it's the bottom that's overcrowded. Take care. Shooting.